Hey everybody, thanks for checking in with this episode. I'm very excited today because this is an episode that we recorded at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. I had the pleasure of sitting down with returning guest, Melissa Flores, as well as first-time guest for the show, Megan Camarena, as they had just released Power Rangers Unlimited Hyperforce number one. Now, this one shot is actually the continuing story of the tabletop role-playing game that was previously done through Power Rangers. It was through Hyperforce RPG, that channel on YouTube, Twitch, and you can actually go watch that entire series. I strongly recommend it because it is an absolute blast. It was something that was so different for the Power Rangers franchise, but it's so beloved. Many, many of your favorite Rangers from the live action series actually show up in the Hyperforce RPG. They show up to either play themselves, play a different character. We get Jen Scott from Time Force in there. Uh, it's really fun because uh, Polly, or AKA everyone probably knows him as Bulk for the fans, but he's actually playing a Power Ranger in this RPG. He plays Jack the Yellow Ranger. We get to see Andre Meadows, which many people might know as Andre the Black Nerd from Black Nerd Comedy. He lives out his life dream of being a ranger. He plays Eddie, the Blue Ranger. And Megan Camarena, the writer for Hyperforce, uh, 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 the, the comic that we're talking about, actually plays Chloe, the Pink Ranger. And we have returning rangers from live action that play different rangers in this RPG. It's just a lot of fun. And it was meant to be two seasons, but in the interim of the show, it was actually the, the rights to Power Rangers were purchased by Hasbro. And it completely changed up the plans, really. So this was a story, a long time coming, that gets to continue the Hyper Force Power Ranger team storyline. And Melissa and Megan are just an absolute pleasure to chat with during this entire conversation. They have a lot to share, and it was just a blast to really feel their energy and extremely grateful for them taking the time to do this. Shout out to Boom Studios for sending over that email before San Diego Comic-Con of all the different creators that they had opportunities to have interviews with press and of course as soon as i got that email i responded immediately back and said i would like to interview melissa and megan because i want to talk power rangers melissa and megan are also a writing duo over in the massiverse over at image they are the team on the radiant pink series their trade just came out and it, it's a lot of fun and so just being able to listen to both of them talk about their passion projects was an absolute blast without further ado Here's the interview. So just be prepared for the sounds of San Diego Comic-Con, as well as for some reason, I sound like I'm talking through an old-timey gramophone. But, you know, I recorded it, so I gotta put it out there. I think Megan and Melissa will make up for the lacking of my audio quality. Enjoy. Welcome to Combo Keepers, where we talk about combo characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and today I have the pleasure of sitting with Melissa Flores and Megan Camarena, the writers for the new Power Rangers Unlimited Hyperforce One Shot. How's it going? It's Good. Great. How, How are, are you? you? 
I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm very excited because Hyperforce is one of my favorite teams Aww. in the Power Ranger franchise. I love the RPG, which everyone needs to go watch. It's on YouTube. Everybody watch it. But it's exciting to have these Rangers back. So if it's exciting for the fans, how exciting was it as Melissa as the writer, creator, director, and many other hats, and Megan playing Chloe, a.k.a. Hyperforce Pink, how is it to be back to these characters and team? It was, if I could be honest, we were like, what? It was almost like we had to rewatch all these things. We're like, do you remember how to like use this part of our brain again? Yeah. It was just kind of dusting off the, the cobwebs, and then once we settled into it, it was like, oh yeah, we know how to run this ship. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, it was it was honestly amazing. Like it was, um, you know, it was always a little bittersweet because I would have loved to do a second season. And there's so many people that worked so hard on that, like you know Zach and Malika and all the other cast members and everybody at Hyper RPG. And I would have loved to do a whole season with everybody back. But um, but in lieu of that, to be able to come back to this world and give something to the fans and to do it with Megan, truly, truly a, a dream come true. And I'm so grateful to Boom and to Allison, our editor, who worked so hard to make it happen because truly, truly, it was a gesture of faith because. I, I yeah. came to her and I was like, I want to do a Hyperforce one shot. And she's like, okay. And then like, it took months of waiting <laughs> um, for Hasbro to approve it. And, and you know, we didn't thank know. you to Hasbro. We yeah. had no idea because like once Melissa started writing for Boom, I mean, Boom has always been so supportive of Hyperforce. We had the, the variant covers yeah. and then like some of the characters signings. sprinkled in, the signings. Uh, Daddy Boom has been so great for Hyperforce, <laughs> truly. And if there was ever going to be a home for it and maybe a possibility, it was the story conti could continue with them. So we, <laughs> I was yeah. so hopeful once you started uh, yeah. writing with them and yeah we we really didn't know because yeah there were so I, many I, factors. I had to make sure they liked me first so you know because they could give me the gig and be like you suck but yeah. thankfully they did not they liked me a lot and then I was able yeah, to say great. hey can I do a hyperforce one shot with Megan and they were they were super on board super supportive and I'm um, thankfully the fans responded exactly like I thought they would they were just so happy and so thrilled to just see their rangers back and five to see years the, in the wings yeah. man they were just waiting yeah. for this and to see Federico Sabatini just kill it on mm -hmm. the art and turn it into this like bring these characters to life with zero like literal literal like less than nothing reference material like he had to create the the alliance ship he the had to create the hyperforce shit he had to create the chloe's battleizer that's the first time i've ever seen it we didn't like as we were writing this i was like no way yeah i think gonna... yeah the only references we gave them were like civilian form uh the Hyperforce Rangers and Santa, which was the Santa from the miniature game, okay. everything else I think he had to create. Yeah, and it was, it was all always based, in our head. Well, and thankfully, you know, Malika's amazing descriptions that we were able to like give him reference points for him to listen to. But again, it was it wasn't a visual thing. He had to listen and just create. Yeah. And so um, it was not an easy job for him. And we were so grateful to have him along for the ride and to have him bring this world to life because they just look almost like anime manga. Like that Chloe's the the most beautiful she's ever looked. She's yeah, just with like beautiful. So yeah perfect i'm like well i think i think one of my notes was like i think she's too glammed up we gotta <laughs> make her look a little rougher and she still looks so like gorgeous well we left on the major cliffhanger with the rpg because we were originally supposed to get a second season mm -hmm. then hasbro acquired yeah. power rangers brand now we get this five years later down the line but for you megan because chloe's storyline had such a big change to it how how is it being able to take that time to think about where you want to see her going and now being able to actually put it into print. Uh, I get chills thinking about it because that moment when everyone found out that Chloe's dad was the big bad, I found out as a player and my heart broke for my character because I'm like, 
you guys knew this whole time. We we keep these things out. Like we didn't we didn't tell Vesper that she was a robot. We didn't tell Christina that she was a robot until she found out on the show. Just like she found out her dad was a bad guy. I, there were things we purposely kept from them. We we watched that, and I like I started tearing up. Like we both did. I was like. Dang, that one hit me hard, and I've had so much time to think about that, because I've done a uh, Paramorphicon, and people ask me this question often, I'm like, you know, Chloe was really, like, looked over when that happened. It was the finale, but it, it's a role-playing game, so whatever happens within that uh, session, it lives. That's it. So I had to act as if my character was kind of set aside, and people didn't, weren't, like, there for her um, in the way that she would need to. Uh, or need that support so um naturally i was like she's gonna be bad she's yeah. gonna be mad she's gonna be angry and she's gonna want to throw her toys and i think megan were you the only one that never missed an episode um i think you missed one i missed one because i was like, so sick she but... was super sick sometimes and yeah. just and would show up anyways and i think because i loved know, it so much yeah it was she just was like so committed to the role not that everybody wasn't no, but no, like was different. but to see her yeah. show up every even when she was so sick like i remember the halloween episode you were just so i had like a fever sick. i looked so messed up yeah but and and so you know we really wanted to give her this big finale moment because we were trying so hard this entire season to give everybody their moment to shine yeah. and that episode was meant to be close Chloe's moment and I was I remember being so impressed with um with one her acting and, and how she reacted and I remember eventually we did a Shattered Grid live with Kyle mm -hmm. at um Paramorphicon and I suggested her for Kimberly because from because of that performance because and then she ended up being Kimberly in Battle for the Grid as well because of that performance I was so impressed yes. with her acting skills and um and it was a testament to how she reacted to that character in that moment it was all it didn't kill me it was, <laughs> I could, I, there was nothing I could do but mourn for my character. Cause yeah. that was, that was sad. Everyone felt that, right? That was, that was tragic. Did you see that coming? I didn't. No, yeah. I had no clue. No clue. We did. But, yeah. Maybe little sneaky sneaks. <laughs> but yeah, going into writing, uh, picking up where we left off. I'm like, Melissa, I want to start it pretty bad, but it still has to be Chloe. You know, it can't be, she's not going to be like a completely different person. Um, you want to still stick. Yeah, inherently she's a good person just trying to make good. And, yeah. um, and she's just going about it the wrong way because everything's been turned upside down. Yeah. And you can understand that and you can get that. And that's what I love about Zach, uh, Jack Aww, because yeah, Jack man. is such a morally good character you know he has no his compass is does not waver anyway and i feel yeah. like chloe needs that he she needs somebody with that kind of mm -hmm. ramrod moral faith that can like keep her on that path because he sees the good in her and i think he really has a lot of affection for her i think you know he is she is truly the daughter he never had and we yeah. kind of allude to that in the comic book where he's like you had Ugh. like you struck gold with this kid and this is what you do with it I, you um, wrote those lines and yeah. I, I was reading them and, like a single tear <laughs> fell down my face because like <laughs> That's gonna be so healing. Yeah, I for love my the I love the the Jack and Chloe relationship. Yeah. It was really fun to be able to explore that because of that morality. Well, because he knows that she's a good kid. She's just got a lot going on, you know. And we had talked about like one of our favorite episodes was when uh, Jack and Chloe were uh, they were at the police station, right? And they were they had their first like kind of alone time together throughout the series. They were never really paired off. Yeah. And um, we did that on purpose. We like when when Malika and I would like do resets, we'd look at it and be like, who has not interacted one on one? Let's put them together. And like Chloe was always with Vesper or with Marv or with somebody else. Like we haven't seen Chloe and Jack since he arrested her in the pilot. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's figure this out. And it just was beautiful. It was it so was. fun. Yeah. Polly's just such an incredible actor. Like in the most humble, kindest, sweetest dude. But 
I like forgot who I was in that moment. I was like, I truly, I know that sounds like such an actor thing, but I feel like we both became our characters and really got to settle into it. And it was, it was quite beautiful. Yeah. Didn't you get arrested because you tried to steal his handcuffs? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, amongst <laughs> other things along the way. I mean, see, Chloe's not like the perfect ranger. Come on now. Well, and that was the whole point. They're not. Like, I've always, I always see the Hyperforce Rangers as like the bad news bears of Power Rangers, right? They they weren't meant to be rangers. They were like the only people that were in the the, the academy were Marv and Marv was flunking out and yeah. Penny. Yeah. Everybody and I think Vesper to a point, right? But everybody else, nobody was supposed to be a hyperforce ranger. This was meant to be like the elites of the elites. The best of the best. And it just so happened that everything all the crap hit the fan and these were the ones that got the morphers but that's what i love about that's the that's the essence of power rangers it's yeah. like anybody can be a ranger and if you are a ranger you have to step up and it was a true leap of faith truly truly because yeah. we had no control over how how these actors would act mm -hmm. we just had to trust that they knew what it meant to be a ranger and and like for me it was such a validating thing because i saw these actors make these choices where you could have gone grimdark you could have mm -hmm. like gone done non-rangery things yeah. i think there was like one time i had to like pull back somebody but yeah. for the most time yeah. for the most part like they acted like rangers like you saw them police themselves being mm -hmm. like a ranger wouldn't do this this is what a ranger would do and i think that's what i really love about power that rangers is really that cool. you, you believe yeah. in the goodness of, of what being a ranger is and it polices it for you and so they did truly like they became a team and um and it was a perfect way to start this rpg off because we had people that had very little rpg experiences we had my people first had one. a lot of rpg experiences yeah, we had people that had very little knowledge of power rangers we had people that had a lot of knowledge of power rangers and to see them all come together mm -hmm. and realize what it meant to be a power ranger team i think that was the magic of hyperforce yeah it was beautiful to see just all the personalities come out of the characters because you know it like the show is written and so was the rpg like there was a script to it yeah. but there were also those elements of like the characters being able to bring your personalities to it and i'm curious as you saw personalities from the rest of the team did that change any of your ideas for those characters like script wise Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, I think Marv, uh, was definitely, um, I pictured him differently than Peter ended up playing him. You know, mm. Peter, uh, played him, um, I think really brilliantly in that this was a red ranger that was struggling with understanding what it meant to be red. It just was a color that was yeah. thrust on him. He didn't realize that it meant he had to be the leader. And he was a guy, he was a red ranger that didn't want to be the leader. He's like, why can't we all be the leader? Why do I have to be the leader? And so he had that journey going on. You had, um, Christina V and her utter chaos, you know, she was always meant to be a robot, but for some reason, like she just took to that so well. And it came with this vindicate, like this, this vindictiveness and this ruthlessness that she brought to that character that I think really just elevated. Like it, it felt like it just was perfect. And when she came to us and she's like, I want to die. Can you kill me? I really want to die. And, uh, and we didn't tell the other teams, we didn't tell the other people. And so we just, we just <sighs> killed her off and we acted as if that was the end of her character. And so it was she so came back at the second break, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so like she, she came late. Everybody else had started to play. And, like, she's really and she was gone? out there playing with the dog while they're playing. But we didn't know she was there. Like I was like, this is really how it's going to play out. Like we just die and that's yeah. it. I'm like, did she book a gig and isn't telling us? Like what the heck? Yeah, and, and so that's what we had. We had these really beautiful moments. And, and as the characters grew, um, Malika and myself and Zach and Cameron, who was the other writer on the show, we would basically look at these character arts and be like, where's the opportunity to really give them um, a little bit of growth? And, and Malika always found really fun ways to keep the, the play alive. Like the Battleizer, that was purely by chance. That was 
says, hey, I want to introduce a battleizer, but I'm not going to give it to the Red Ranger. I'm going to give it to whoever rolls the highest. I like to think it was fate, you know? <laughs> of course it was <laughs> yeah, fate. Yeah, totally. And, um, and you know, we, I, like, I insisted on a Christmas episode, and so we got to play, um, we got to make, you know, have Santa be a ranger, mm-hmm. um, and Zach played that perfectly, and so oh, it was, was just, so good he was Santa. so funny, it was, oh like, my, my favorite, yeah, like, and so we just, it was just, it's a testament to the talent that we had on that team, mm-hmm. that really just brought these characters life, and, and every NPC that Malika brought into the world, um, was just so, like, my favorite episode, truly, and the one I will go back and rewatch because it makes me smile, is Joe and Adira's wedding. Oh, that was because so it was funny. So silly. Like there was like it was the just gif the gif of, of Peter dancing. <laughs> I, I see it from time to time. I, I love. Like, yeah, so it hideous. was just the most funny. She was like, "No, you look like you're farty." Like it was the funniest thing. And like Vesper being mad at like Herman, like hating uh, Alpha Fifty Five. Yeah. Like, there was just little moments that like so they brought drama. to the character that we could not have predicted. We were and, eating but the it, cake too. Like <laughs> yeah. we were so excited. We're like it's so much sugar. But it just it defined the characters and and it defined Malika's role playing because that her like we we switched we switched DMs or dungeon our GMs for two episodes we mm. had Zach do yeah. the shattered grid because it was meant to be much darker and you saw the difference in the play styles between the two of them Zach and is I remember, more punishing I remember watching that Joe and Nadir wedding being like Zach would never have done this kind of episode and then watching the shattered grid being like Malika would never have done this kind of episode yeah. and that's what I loved about Power Rangers that you were um, about the season that you know we, we had that flexibility um, to truly allow the characters to define the story in a different way I remember SPD Sorry, no, I'm rambling. SPD was SPD. really fun. Please keep rambling. Yeah. There was a moment in SPD where they were supposed to, um, a bunch of people were supposed to die. And um, and they didn't let us. They, the Rangers yeah. refused to allow us to ha- allow it to happen. Yeah. And, and they changed the story on us. They're like, no, we're not going to give up on these people. And they came up with a way to save them that we didn't anticipate. And we had to just let them live. It, it was, was so, amazing. It that was, was really such a cool. victory. Except for when Kyle was on and everyone did die. That was, I was like. <laughs> and then he became the I freaking rapper. hated Kyle Higgins after that. I was like, this guy is horrible. Like, we, like literally, I genuinely, I'm like, I think I hate this man. I know. And now we're all on the now, Massiverse now, now, we're, yeah. now he's like, great. I love him. Yeah, now he's our overlord on the Massiverse. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's so cool to see you bring all of those personalities. They come through so well in the, the Hyperforce comic. Yeah. 40 pages is not a lot to no. tell all of these stories and have all these voices be heard. And to make sure they we, all had their moment. Yeah. We cut down so much. It could have easily been 120 pages. Like, we yeah. literally are like, okay, well, this has to get scrapped. This has to get scrapped. Like, we were, we took such sweet care of every single panel like yeah. it, down to the t so it that's really good good to hear yeah it was it was it was so much fun but it was definitely we had to really pick where we wanted to go and what characters we really wanted we, to feature. Yeah, because we wanted Chloe to have a full page spread for her battleizer yeah. moment, but then we're like, we don't yeah. have we enough don't have time space for that. We're like, we can ha- we'll have to do like four panels and just help Federico draws it. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like we were like, okay, okay, yeah, that, that, that's fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Not to spoil anything for the comic, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. the ending is, is very open because I know you're both very interested in continuing the Hyperforce Ranger story. Is there anything like in the works right now that we can know about? Oh man. 
uh, alongside Melissa's 50 comics that she's currently probably writing, uh, nothing yet, but that's always the hope, right? Uh, Hyperforce has such a big heartbeat. It's left such a big print um, across, like, you know, the Ranger fandom. So the hope is that we always get to continue the story. But, um, you know, where that lands is, we'll, we'll guess we'll wait and see, right? Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful thing about comics, because you would, I would never have been able to predict that five years after we ended, yeah. we could bring it back in this way. Never. So you never know what's going to happen in the future. I think Hyperforce is going to live on for people in a long, uh, for a long time. And, like, who knows? Maybe we could bring it back a different way, or maybe Hasbro sees the magic. Like, yeah. it truly will depend on the fans, and the fans have not let go of Hyperforce yet. If so. we get a green light, we're, we're, we're coming. Well, fingers crossed they might show up in the Darkest Hour event. That would be pretty fun as well. But would love to see a solo series and then like the Hyperforce RPG. We would, everyone wants that back. But the Hyperforce has such a cool concept behind it because it can be more of that like Whovian style because they can go anywhere yeah. in their ship at any time. So many exciting things to come. But I just want to thank you both so much for your time. I'm very excited to see both of your work continue because your stuff in the Massiverse is amazing too. Aww. And you're, you're a great thank team. You. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, a huge thank you to Melissa Flores, Megan Camarena, and Boom Studios for this incredible opportunity to have this interview at San Diego Comic-Con. It was an absolute pleasure. I love Power Rangers Hyperforce, so it was so cool to sit down with not only the creator of Power Rangers Hyperforce, but also one of the players and, and Rangers. There's not much more to say except for it's time to close the book on this issue of Power Rangers Unlimited Hyperforce One Shot with Melissa Flores and Megan Camarena. San Diego Comic-Con 2023 interview. Literally think that's the longest issue title we've ever said in the end. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. It's Morphin' Time.